got three words for you. You like that? No! No other way to put it. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Intercepted at the 42-yard line! Yes, Nick Fulton! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Touchdown! No! The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, two-time Super Bowl champion and host of the Greenlight Podcast, Chris Long. Emmy Award-winning actor, Henry Winkler. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show here on the Roku Channel and this terrestrial radio station, Sirius XM Odyssey, and more. I am completely fired up. I've got... (laughs) Week 11 fever. I've got uh, 50 fewer years on my life because Michigan took it off my life, taking on Illinois this weekend. Pretty bad. And (laughs) I am hopped up on caffeine and DayQuil. And I'm the best dad ever. (laughs) And I'm sitting here in this chair. And I'm fired up. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? I'm great, man. (laughs) Good to see you, DJ Mikey D's and D's Nuts. What's up, TJ Jefferson? How are you? I know what's up with you. And you know what's up with me. A lot of people didn't believe in the Cowboys. Yeah, you you were one of them. You were one of them. God did. Oh, boy. <laughs> yes, indeed. I want to thank. Cut away from me before I can do the yeah. I want to thank Susie Schuster for uh, sitting in this chair the last two days and for keeping my best dad ever sign uh, close enough for me to be able to replace her best mom ever sign. Uh, it was a dicey Thursday and Friday, but I'm back. He's back. I'm back, everybody. Hey. So, and thanks to you guys. Hey. Thanks to everybody. I'm a very thankful guy. It's Thanksgiving week. Hey! Chris Long's going to be on this program. Henry Winkler's on this program. Henry Winkler, we made his dream come true. And I know that's a Laverne and Shirley line. (laughs) I'm sure he was on that at some point, right? It's a spinoff. Yeah. Please. Um, And he's going to be joining us in hour number three of this program. And it's going to be delightful. I'd stay tuned if I were you. Chris Long's here on this show. So much to talk about. And then there's you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Chris Brockman and his full-on Magnum PI mustache has now got a great overreaction Monday. There is an insane amount to overreact to. I don't even know if you've got even college football in this mix, too. I don't. Because there's a lot to overreact to right there. I'm his mustache's number one fan. But it ended up being like, Nothing happened. Like, Except, well, I'd say to say that to Tennessee fans and Hendon Hooker's ACL, but oh, other than that, I man. understand what you're saying. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, or USC fans who feel like they're they're, well, they're, in, in. they're in the catbird seat. They're in. I don't think they're in. USC's in. I don't think they're USC in. USC wins the Pac-12. They're uh, in. I don't know about them apples, sir. Well, it's because you see it through a different color. I do. I do. I see it through an eleven and O lens. But we'll we'll talk about that on this program. We'll talk about that on this program. You know what I want to talk about on this program? I, I'm, I'm going to give you what not, you no, want. No, 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 not not what I want. I want at some point. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what you did this weekend. Lizzo? <laughs> yes, we got to get to that before the show. We okay. got three hours, though. We, we got do. three hours. Yeah, I went to the Lizzo concert that Friday night <laughs> with my 14-year-old <laughs> son. It's going to be dynamite to talk. Everybody Everybody I can't wait. You really yeah. want to hear about that, huh? No, okay. Rich, I don't. No, yes, you do. <laughs> yes. Let's start this show with two words. Dallas Cowboys. I got to. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not doing that because we were we're clickbaiters, and we know that people love the Dallas Cowboys and hate the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll click on something that says the words Dallas and Cowboys on it all the time. No, 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 no. No. We are not 
starting this show because of that. And I saw what the Kansas City Chiefs did last night. I saw it. Oh, yeah. And I understand what they're up to. I saw the Buffalo Bills do what they did against the Cleveland Browns in Detroit, which is a home game for them, and the Bills Mafia traveling. Well done. I saw. I saw what the Tennessee Titans did to start this week off in Green Bay. Saw it. If the Dallas Cowboys show up on Thursday against the New York Giants and the Sundays that they play or whatever Saturdays that they play, if they show up for every game that they have left, regular and postseason, and play like they did in Minnesota, then all the Dallas Cowboys haters in the world will have their worst friggin' nightmare because it will be Jerry Jones and his big old Dallas Cowboy grin holding up that Lombardi trophy that he told us about last year, before last season, when he was on this program talking about how... He told the Lord that uh, prior to his third Super Bowl win that if I just win this one, I won't ask you again for another one. And he says he wants to redo that deal. <laughs> he will get that Lombardi trophy if they show up and play like they did in Minnesota. That game yesterday in Minnesota was a wrap after Toe Met Ball. It was awesome. Over And I chose the Vikings to win this game. I thought the Vikings were going to come off that Buffalo Bill win. Feeling great about themselves and ready to prove in front of the nation. Watching on CBS with Manson Romo and company. That they were going to be the team to beat from Thanksgiving week on out. Why not? They lost to the Eagles. In week two, hadn't lost since. Kirk Cousins was taking his shirt off on planes, Mr. Ice. Justin Jefferson with the catch of his life, as Joe Davis appropriately called it in real time. Dalvin Cook running. Zadarius Smith and that defense buzzing. And the Cowboys said, hold my big-ass beer. Third snap of the game. The Lion himself, Micah Parsons, runs down Kirk Cousins and causes a fumble and turnover. Over. I saw that. I'm like, look out, man. And then the Cowboys had Zeke back healthy, and they're doing the right thing. You know I've been pounding the table for more snaps for this guy. He is one of the best home run hitters in football. Tony Pollard, once again, you give him the ball in open space. See you later. And I think he's on, I'm going to say it. I think he's on par with Tyreek Hill. I think that's how much of a playmaker this guy is. I've got a nickname for him. Oh, geez. Oh, don't say, oh, geez. We don't have to nickname everyone. They're not all everyone. terrible. No, we do. We don't have to nickname Should everyone. Excuse me. This by me Excuse me. RES Consulting is at an all-time high after Henry Winkler last night. Yeah, but we all have our lanes, do and this is my lane right here. So. Not dispute what I'm about to call him. Uh, I'm Chris, don't worry. I will New dispute. nickname for Tony Pollard. Deuces. Deuces Pollard. No, See Rich, you, you later. Rich, that's Tyreek's thing. I you don't care. You, well, that's, you, can't, you can't have that nickname. It's not, his nickname is the Cheetah. He's got a nickname. Yeah, but... Deuces. This guy Chris, is help me. out the 
Gates, Deuces Pollard. That's what I'll call him until I'm told to stop by him personally. Can I personally, through him as a proxy? You can do that, fine. Whatever. But Emmett Smith wore 22, that's Deuces. Don't disrupt my flow. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Dayquil speaking. That was a caffeine. (laughs) I got to tell you, and I'm also sitting at home watching this dismantling in every phrase. Brett Maher. My God. <laughs> That's my guy. My Dude, kicker. Fantasy. Brett Maher. Brett Maher putting up a, a number that started with a deuce in yes. most fantasy leagues and every fantasy league yesterday. He's hitting yes. 60 yarders. He's hitting Brett Maher. I played against him. Uh. Hey, Brett Maher, kick a, kick a 60 yarder. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, We're going to review a play. Review this play. Now yeah, go do go it again. Win. Goodness. Shouldn't he get more points for 120 yards worth of field goal kicks right there? Every phase, the Dallas Cowboys nailed it yesterday in Minnesota. It was a good game. And all I could sit there and think of was what is Odell Beckham Jr. thinking as he's watching this game already with the Giants posting a big laid egg at home against the resurgent break him up Jamal Williams-led Detroit Lions. No, it was Art Jamal Williams, man. He just and so I sat there and thought to myself, Dallas just put together their best game of the year. Their best game in several years, yeah, I, mean, I would say. Top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom, left to right. They played very well. And I thought to myself, if you're Odell Beckham Jr. and you're supposedly choosing between the Giants and the Cowboys and you're going to say, I'm going to visit one of these teams, both of these teams, and make a decision between these teams as to who to join and what what can I do, where can I win, where can I also n- not just win but also not have everything thrown on me as the savior where I'm a complimentary piece, which is what he was when he joined the Rams last year, okay? He was a complimentary piece. He was additive, to use the phrase that Jerry Jones used last week. The Giants lose to the Lions. I mean, they got blown out by the Lions. They got smoked by the Lions. They were never in that And they lost their... Rookie, rookie receiver Wandale Robinson to an ACL as well. The Giants now desperately need Odell Beckham Jr. to say, I'd like to run it back. Let's go and run this thing back, shall we? And if I'm Odell, I'm like, where can I win the Super Bowl this year and also not be viewed as the complete savior? I can work my way back in. Don't forget, last year he was just... A guy who had a choice to go where he wanted, fully healthy. He's working his way back from a knee injury. He yeah. blew out his knee in the Super Bowl. Last game of the year. When he was dominating. This is a, a work-your-way-back-in situation. And the Giants are going to need him to come out with 15 targets and 100 yards a game right from jump. Cowboys can be like, all right, sorry, Noah Brown. Some of your snaps are taken away. Right? Oh, you know, you work your way back in, Odell, while Tony Pollard, deuces Pollard, gets in the end zone. You can work your way back in while Zach eats and jumps in the 
in the uh, end zone and then the Thanksgiving you oh, know, the, the bar, jug. The, yeah. The big old kettle. The kettle. That's the word I was searching for, yes. You can do that while Dak also works his way back in from being hurt earlier this year. You could work your way back in while Micah Parsons and Tank Lawrence digs and the rest of that group eats a red-hot offense for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That was a 1,000% lead pipe wielding dynamite, perfectly timed monster win by the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. Period. And I am not mincing any words here. I love what the Chiefs look like. As you know, I'm a Buffalo Bills guy, too. I've been on that wagon since the beginning. Like the rest of the media world, I'm not jumping off it. I I totally get it. The Dallas Cowboys play like that. They are coming for you. And in terms of what Odell's decision's got to make, how huge is that Thanksgiving game for the Giants to just erase what happened against the Lions, go into Dallas, and tell Odell, join us. This is basically their last-ditch effort if they want Odell, in my opinion, after what we just saw on Sunday. I mean, you know. Rich, you also have to look at it like this, if, if Odell has the mindset that you just said, if mm-hmm. he wants to work back in. But as we know, Chris, and you know this, most of these guys are dogs, right? Mm-hmm. Odell's a dog. Odell might want that smoke. He might want to have all yeah. the pressure on him. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds good if he wants to work it, back it, in, but if he wants to be out there and be the, the star, you know, that's just a different mindset. I don't know I, which way he's leaning. He I'm just still could be out. Uh, the star in Dallas, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got a star on the side of his helmet if he goes there. And you are, I mean, the Giants would be like, we, you know, we need you to be the one right away. In Dallas, it's just like in Los Angeles last year. Work your way in. We'll work in. Learn our system. Get up to speed. By the time the playoffs hit, we can go. And by the time the Super Bowl, if we're so lucky, hits, you can be the MVP. Go. I mean, what a W. Perfectly timed for Dallas. And the clock is ticking on the Giants if they want Odell Beckham Jr. Thanksgiving. Middle of the day. Middle game. Wow, what a monster contest that is. And the Vikings going to have to they're going to have to come back and beat the Patriots, who as we all know, um definitely know how to uh be clown a quarterback that might not be ready for that primetime moment. As we talked about the Giants, New York football turned back into a pumpkin yesterday. Just in time for pumpkin pie week, huh? Mm, can't wait. So I want to talk about that. And uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And whatever you would like to talk about from yesterday's action in the NFL and the entire weekend. 844-204-RICH is that number to dial. When we come back, we'll talk about the Sunday night game and the AFC West. How about that? Week 11. In the books for the AFC West, and it is essentially in the books for the rest of the 2022 season. We will discuss that and overreaction Monday. Chris Long will be in his usual spot, top of hour number two. Lots to talk about with him. 
And you, 844-204-RICH, again, is the number to dial if you're watching on Roku, listening on Sirius XM Odyssey, or this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio station. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, watching uh, the Netherlands. Oh, corner kick. <laughs> Mike, Scott. play by play. Come on, let's do it. No, no, no. You can't do that. Fox will take away his key card like it's Twitter. I'm already yeah. doing work. Like I, I think back to those Zoom days. Brockman, I remember now your Zoom background was just like the edge of a dresser in the white wall. Like I, I didn't have a great no, setup. You put no effort in. World Cup I didn't have soccer. Any, I had no setup. Week 11. <laughs> you could put a poster behind you. <laughs> week 11, NFL, World Cup soccer, college football, Basically, England, NBA. England did to Iran this morning with Dallas, did to Minnesota. What was, the fi- what was the final? 6 2. England. Stomped a mud oh, hole yeah, in them and walked it dry. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Wow. What's the, who, who scored the most? Because I'll give that guy the nickname of Deuces, too. Yeah. That uh, Raheem better. Sterling. I know, uh, actually. Deuces Sterling. No, that's Radio not Raheem. Not <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry. Uh, Bukayo, the Lions, the three Lions. Bukayo Saka had two goals. Fantastic. Eight four four two zero four. rich number to dial. Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, no Harry Kane. You know, I, I, we have a couple of um, storylines that we've been wondering about all season long that I think we've been wrapped, got wrapped this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I talked about one of them on the phone on Friday. Sue's sitting here. You, Sue's here. You there. <laughs> Me in the backyard, um, convalescing. And um, the Packers are, are done. Uh, I, I said it, and I believe it. The Packers are done. Um, the Cowboys did him a favor. They did him a favor to keep somehow, some way, hope alive in the division. Keep hope alive. The Vikings are eight and two. 
And the Packers are four and seven. That's a five-game difference for those scoring at home in the loss column. There's seven games to go. Still alive. So like the Don, who took how many yeah, shots? Yeah. Took Se- seven. Several shots. Seven. He's still seven. alive, okay? Like Pearl Jam. Right. Seven. And so, uh, so I guess, you know, uh, Vikings fans are like Salazzo. They can't believe that they're still alive. <laughs> but they're still alive. Salazzo. But this, this ain't happening. That means Minnesota's got to essentially lose every game from here on out, and the Packers have to win every game from here on out. And guess who the Packers are looking up at right now? The Lions, who have won three in a row. Uh, first time since 2017. Interestingly enough, it was a three-game winning streak that they took into Thanksgiving week. It's kind of the same time. Isn't that amazing that the Lions have done that since 2017? And um, is the last time they won three in a row. And um, so the Packers have to leapfrog a, a team to get to the – it ain't happening. And, and, and the, problem, the problem with the Vikings losing, even, even when the, the team in front of them that they have to run down loses, the Packers don't win because the team that beat them is pretty much the only team right now that's in the periphery of the wild card that – the Packers actually beat and have a, a win over for a tie break. Packers lost the Giants in London. Packers lost to the Commanders a couple weeks ago. The Commanders are now six and five. They've won five out of six. They sure have. It's Taylor Heineke's job now. And you look at the Niners tonight. They're going against Colt McCoy, it appears, on Monday Night Football. I mean, you can't just chalk it up. But he's been good once again on the Rich Eisen show. The column that you see as in the hunt everywhere else <laughs> on playoff pictures that you're going to be seeing for those Roku channel people who might be new to the show, we call it sniffing it. And the it is a wild card berth, in case you're wondering what the it is. Yeah, that's one of the first RES consulting um, successes. Didn't we get that on the Joe Buck once Fox, put it yeah. on Fox? Yep. He's kind enough to say sniffing it. Because we don't understand what the hunt stuff is. At any rate, not looking good for the Packers at all. And we were wondering all offseason, how's it going to look for the Packers without Javante Adams? How's it going to look for the Packers with all these rookies at wide receiver? How's it going to look? How about missing the playoffs? That's how it's going to look. I think we can check that box now. Because the next game for the Packers are the Philadelphia Eagles, who for the first time since, by the way, I believe Deshaun Jackson's miracle at the Meadowlands 2, that was the last time the Eagles were down by double digits entering the fourth quarter on the road in a game that they won. And they did that to Jeff Saturday's Colts yesterday. Yeah. Thought Jeff had it. And so it sure looks like the Eagles are, if you will, quote unquote, back. Yeah. I know. No. <laughs> I know, but they, they won in a game that a lot of folks were wondering what's going to happen when they face that. And they lost it the previous week where they were down to the commanders at home and they pulled it out of their Orify. Yeah, it, it helps uh, when the team defending Sunday. you doesn't guard your best player. Got it. Which is the quarterback All good. Running. Chalk it up. They did it. Doesn't matter. No pictures in the scorecard, in the standings. No pictures. 
Packers are in trouble because their next game is in Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football for the whole country to chew on it on Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend coming up. So check that box. I think we've got all these storylines that we talked about from March all the way to the beginning of the playing season, and we now currently see what the Packers are doing this year, and that is being home in January. Another storyline we talked about all non-playing season from the hell going on month of March where everything changed all the way to the beginning of the regular season. And I think, you know, this is amazing too. Going into the season, I think the most shared belief in the NFL media world was the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, right? Didn't everybody on NFL Network choose the Bills to win the Super Bowl, right? And then you looked across the NFL media landscape from my shop to my old shop at ESPN, any shop, name the shop, even probably the shop, you know, LeBron's shop, (laughs) name the shop. I think everybody widely believed this was Josh Allen in the Bills world and we're all rent payers in it. That's still possible, obviously. Last couple of weeks, despite the Lions, I mean, having an opportunity to derail it and in the home of the Lions, the Bills doing their thing against the Browns, despite a week of complete madness where they almost didn't make it to Detroit for that game because of the thunder snow that dropped 11 inches shy of being a member of the 88 club, 77 inches. Fell on Western New York. That's so crazy. So I saw a snow. That was, I think, the most widely shared belief coming into the season was Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. Yep. If that was one, then one A, one A had to be AFC West toughest division, not only in football but maybe the toughest division football's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> ever seen? Yeah. Because I mean, just take a look. The Raiders got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. I took that cheese, as we all know, to say they were going to win this toughest division in football because Josh McDaniels with Derek Carr and this team that had so much moxie in the face of so much adversity last year to win 10 games and make the playoffs and almost beat the eventual AFC champs in their home. I thought that was going to be them sitting at the top of a division that adds Russell Wilson from Seattle and... So on and so forth. Randy Gregory was coming. And wonder how he feels about his decision. Khalil Mack. Right. Yeah. Khalil Mack coming here to Los Angeles. JC Jackson and so on and so forth. And Ty- Tyreek Hill said deuces. deuces to Kansas City. I'm out. The mm. Cheetah Working out. goes to Miami. And we're all like, what's going to happen with the Chiefs? Offense now that they've. Lost their cheetah. Going to be totally wide open. Anybody can win it. The Chiefs' reign sitting atop this division was threatened. Well, here we are after 11 weeks. And the Chiefs have a three-game lead over the Chargers, who they just swept last night. So that's really a four-game lead, isn't it? And the Raiders, who were, no question, the most disappointing team in the NFL, 
certainly in these parts, no question, going into week 11, just beat the Broncos to sweep them to come back and win a game in Denver in overtime where you want to talk about not covering a team's best player. (laughs) Devontae Adams, wide open. I mean, no one within 20 yards of him, it looked like, when he caught the game winner last night. Raiders not only leapfrogging the Broncos in the standings, but leapfrogging the Broncos as a less disappointing team. Broncos officially now, in my mind, the most disappointing team in the NFL coming into the season. I had to see it to believe it because it was a new coach, and I had no idea what Russ was going to do with his new players and his new weapons. And even in a time where... Bless him. Nathaniel Hackett says, I'll give up the play calling. And then they lose that game with only one touchdown on the board. Ugly. So Denver falls to last place in this division. And it's not even open to competition. It's over. There's nothing I can say that will erase the worst take I've had, certainly in terms of football, in the history of this show, to say the Raiders were going to win this division. And I'm doubtful about the Kansas City Chiefs. My bad mea culpa. I get it. Nothing I will say that will get Stone Street and his heat off my back. I get it. It's funny. Yesterday, when I said that the Raiders, <laughs> what a win for them, and they put the Broncos in last place, he said, that's, he tweeted at me, uh, with a meme of him on the set of uh, Modern Family is just shaking his head no. Like, that's not going to keep me from telling you that's the worst take you've ever had. Is Stone Street writing checks to you, though? Because if the I'll Chiefs don't what, win, he's, you have a lot of fodder to come back. I don't have any fodder. <laughs> I have zero fodder. There's no there's no fod. There's no dur. There's no <laughs> fodder. There's no nothing. There's no mutter. There's no fodder. There's no nothing. I have Mother nothing on this front because the Kansas City Chiefs entering week number 12. And I know how I started the show about the Dallas Cowboys. They're the best team in football. They are the best team in football. And they have, entering week 12, the most valuable player in football. His name is Patrick Mahomes. He is unstoppable. And every Los Angeles Charger, San Diego Charger, anybody who knows anything about charging their phone, anything about electricity, name anything to do with power and lightning or anything. Anybody who knows powder and the color blue, everybody knew when the Chargers took that lead last night, late in the fourth quarter, it was not enough. (laughs) And there was too much time still on the clock to the point now where people are tweeting out, this is the obligatory, they left too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes tweet. We knew it. Everybody knew it. And... When Dicker the kicker kicked that extra point, I'm like, all right, degree of difficulty made it that much tougher because they got to score a touchdown, but we know it. We all knew it. And you all knew who was going to be the guy scoring it too, didn't you? I mean, yeah. You all knew it. The Charger killer. 
Killer Trav. The great Travis Kelsey. Yes, Tyree kills in Miami, but this guy's still in Kansas City, Idney, and so is Patrick Mahomes. He is unbelievable. And now he's got guys you've never heard of that he's throwing to. Who the hell knew they've got more tight ends than Travis Kelsey? And he's using all of them. And Sky Moore, the kid who they drafted, who's hardly done a thing Dang. all year long. Seven catches coming and had five last night. Yep. Okay, no juju, right? Kadarius Toney gets hurt in the, right in the middle of the game. He did nothing, nothing last night. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And Isaiah Pacheco, by the way, the kid from Rutgers, he got the first 100-yard game that the Chiefs have had since week four last year. Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. The Chiefs the best team in the NFL, and it's week 12 coming up. Thanksgiving week in the National Football League 2022 season and so on and so forth, and the Chiefs are going to win this division again, and the so-called toughest division in football, maybe the toughest division football has ever put together. Because look at all the quarterbacks who've made Pro Bowls in it. Look at all the kids. Look at all the... New talent coming in. It's going to totally shake things up. And kudos to the Broncos and the Chargers and the Raiders for saying enough's enough. We're going to do what we have to do to finally depose the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what better? What, what other word to pretty describe true, it? True, whatever. Okay. Got it. And that's what all the Chiefs fans were thinking. And... Everybody else was talking about it. I'm one of the everybody else. And I am here to say to the Chiefs, my bad, mea culpa. And let's see what happens from here on out. Because clearly there are some other terrific teams in the league that can beat them, have already beaten them. They can lose. Who knows if Joe Burrow and the Bengals are now back. We saw what they did in Pittsburgh. I understand it's Pittsburgh. And that they are not the same Steelers that we're used to the last few years. You know, don't forget, don't sleep on the bi-weeking Buccaneers, okay? Don't sleep on them. We'll see what the Niners do tonight. We saw what the Cowboys did yesterday. The Philadelphia Eagles are still very good. But the Chiefs, to salud. Let's take a break and talk about... Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. I've got thoughts. You do? Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I wouldn't go anywhere if I were you. Oh, Hold boy. on. I, I got to go in the back and get some popcorn. Yeah, grab it. I would not go anywhere if I were you. Let me go get some tea real quick. Let me say that one more time. I wouldn't go anywhere if I were you. I might go live on Instagram for this. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. NetSuite wants you to know your numbers, and you should listen to NetSuite by Oracle because when you do, you know your business a hell of a lot better. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers and have the confidence and clarity they need by knowing their numbers because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting, and we have all of those. They're not hollowed out like they are on Twitter right now. So you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. And 93% of customers say they improve their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. We've seen games that go 3-3 for a very long time. I think we saw one in uh, Baltimore yesterday, right? Between yep. the Ravens and the uh, and the Carolina Panthers. Ravens also, eventually also won that football game. And, you know, your eyes bleed when it's punt, 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 punt. Sack, punt, sack, punt. You know, it, it, it's not, that's not what you're looking for in this fantasy football world, this crazy fantasy football world, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those Thursday night games, we've seen Thursday night games and Monday night games, and you just know it. And unfortunately for the Broncos and Russell Wilson, um, they involve uh, quite a bit of Broncos games. And you just know that Broncos-Colts game, for instance, earlier this year, you knew whichever team lost it would be eviscerated. And then the team that wins it, just forget about the struggles that they had. It's a win. A win is a win. doesn't matter. So you knew whoever lost Patriots-Jets yesterday when it was 3-3 all the way to the last kick. Whoever lost it would get eviscerated. And certainly, certainly with these two quarterbacks from last year's draft class struggling this year, which Mac Jones is doing, he is regressing, and you've been talking about it, Chris, with the play calling and the offensive coordinator. It's been bad plural, whatever, whatever's going on there, uh, it would have been a very long day and night. And today, Monday in New England, had the Patriots not pulled that out with a punt return for a touchdown in the final seconds of the game. (laughs) And uh, I don't know why the hell the Jets decided to kick it down the middle of the field with mere seconds to go. One would think, just kick the damn thing out of bounds. And let's go to overtime. But no, let's give him a chance to return it. WTF, number one. And then the reason why they punted it is because Zach Wilson couldn't get a damn first down. And let's get to that. The big problem for a Jets team that is, I can't believe I'm saying these words, six and four. And a problem. Why would it be a problem of six and four? If you told me earlier in the year Jets are six and four every Thanksgiving week, I'm like, where is that piece of paper for me to sign? <laughs> sign me well, up. Just let me open my pocket yeah, right now. Exactly. Quick, okay, quick, go for it. I got some chips. I got too, you. So. Okay. Oh, where where can I sign on the dotted line for that one? 
But here's the problem. Here's the problem. The defense that the Jets have right now are top-notch, top five in the NFL quality. Yeah, oh, yeah. They got a defensive player of the year candidate in Quinn and Williams. They got a defensive rookie of the year candidate in Souths. Too much South. Okay. And they can beat you. Just ask teams that they've beaten. Ask Aaron Rodgers, in whose lap they sat like a kid at a mall, wanted to chat with Santa Claus. And I want, I want the Red also, BB gun. Josh Allen asked the Bills Mafia how his elbow's doing. Okay? Defense is ready to win now. Ready to win now, and nobody saw that one coming. Now, the injuries on offense losing their best offensive lineman in Elijah Vera Tucker, and they also lost lineman yesterday as well in the game, and Brees Hall. If Brees Hall was active, the Patriots would have a major problem defending him, just like everyone else had. Very true. So you've got to front load your comments about Zach Wilson with that. However, there's injuries everywhere. Okay. Mac Jones had David Andrews. Andrews up front. Went down again. See you later. Yep. But they still made first, first downs and put the ball on the foot of Nick Folk, who was kind of like a Manchurian candidate patriot from the Jets yesterday, missing weird, kicks. Weird performance from him. But when you have more punts than completions, when you have 20 games under your belt now professionally, and your touchdown-to-interception ratio and your passer rating and your yards per attempt damn near mirror through 20 starts of your career that of Jamarcus Russell's. When you have a completion percentage of 55% this year, when you have the same number of touchdown passes in this league, through this amount of time, as Jameis Winston, who hasn't played in about a month and a half, if you have fewer touchdown passes in the league at this point, entering Thanksgiving week, fewer touchdown passes than Bailey Zappi, Baker Mayfield, Taylor Heineke, who's had two fewer starts, and Joe Flacco, who went 2-2 two and two while you were out. You cannot say this when you step to the podium after a game like that. First place was on the line. It's the Patriots, you know, wanting revenge after last year and earlier this year. I mean, does it? Does this one sting more that you, you lost in the way you lost it? Yeah, I mean, it sucks to lose always, but uh, you know, we got a lot of season left, so we're going to move on and, and try and get better. Thanks, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. no. All right, let me just help you out, uh, Zach. I know you might not be asking my two cents here. You did let the defense down. The answer to that question is yes. And it's a simple thing for you to say is, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I love those guys. They're putting it all out on the line, and we need to do better as a group, and I'm looking in the mirror to start. That's what Josh Allen said after you and the Jets beat him. I played like S. I played like Ish. Says Josh Allen... When you go to New York, you've got to have something thicker than what appears to be Provo skin here. 
And when you go to New York, if you are somebody who hasn't been used to being criticized, and I understand that you were, I just made a slight towards BYU in that regard. Talk to Steve Young. Talk to Steve Young. Maybe he can help you on having thick skin when you go to a market bigger than Utah and Provo. You got to take it. You got to absorb it and make it better. Don't just give you give give the turn the page cliches to try and tamp down the criticism you know is coming. Maybe he's heard too many people tell him how great he is. Like Tony Romo. Remember this from Tony? Go ahead and hit it. I think Zach Wilson is going to be in discussion as one of the top three to five quarterbacks very quickly. You know, within the next couple of years, I think you're going to see him rise. I think he's unbelievable. His ceiling is so high. It's rare for me to say someone has the ability to get in the stratosphere of a Mahomes, but I think this kid actually has that ability. That was before last season. Zach, you're playing so poorly. You have turned the most accurate on-the-spot prognosticator in a booth in the NFL into somebody who's wrong. That's how poorly you are playing. And it is time. Now, maybe the Jets' scheme can help him out. Don't just stick him in the pocket. He's the king of the off-schedule throw. He's the king of, I'm going against my body and I'm going to throw it all the way down the field. The problem is for the Jets' coaching staff to just then trust him to try and make the off-schedule throws, he's got to prove to them first he can make the on-schedule throws. Like when Braxton Berrios is wide open to your left, plant your feet and make the throw. But instead, he's just flipping it out there like he is Patrick Mahomes, and it's sailing over people's heads or almost in the hands of the Patriots. Twice they had surefire interceptions on him yesterday, and they dropped it. So the Jets coaching staff, I'd love to criticize them for not allowing him to be Zach, but he's just got to be boring first, to use this Robert Sala phrase from last year. And he hasn't even shown that he can do that with consistency. Here's the good news. They got the right people in the room, and certainly the right guy in charge. Hey, Zach, if you want to know how to say it and what to say, just listen to your coach. This is what the coach had to say about the second half offense. You talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, no, it's dog That reminds me, Zan, if you're watching at home because he's off this week, uh, you, you got to pick some of that stuff up in the backyard. <laughs> and it's part of your allowance duty this week. D-U-T-Y. And then at least they got a Wilson who understands it too. <laughs> they got a Wilson who gets it. His name's Garrett from The Ohio State University. Kind of not used to this sort of stuff. This is what Garrett Wilson had to say. Not okay. Yeah, I mean, straight up, he's not okay. We had how many how many total yards we had? A little over 100. Yeah, that's not 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 gonna fly. So, um, you know, we got the dudes. It's time. You know, it's time to be consistent. It's time to start winning the games we should win. It's time to to do all that. Uh, sorry, we out here looking sorry, man. And um, we know that we're not sorry. So that's that's why it really really hurts. You know, we know that we're better than that. That's why it hurts. Um, that's why it's frustrating for me because because we can beat we can do more um, and I you know I, honestly I feel like they got to put some more trust in the receiver room I feel like we can go up and make plays do things and and um, 
you know, I, I don't know if, if everyone feel that way, but but hopefully, you know, by the time we get around next week, you know, everyone feel that way. And uh, we got to have a great week of practice. Well done, Garrett Wilson. That's one of the 11 warriors right there. That's a warrior. He gets it. Robert Sala gets it. Genuinely concerned. The number two overall pick from last year does not get it. And he's got a whole body of work, 20 starts, that prove it on the field and whatever the hell he said after the game off the field. And here's the other piece of good news is there's a, there's a game you can come right back up. And at least it's not at home where the fans will let him hear it for his first incomplete pass. And at least the other quarterback in the game isn't from the same draft class who is clearly taking off in a system that's built for him and is surrounded by talent that's not as good as the ones that are around Zach Wilson. Oh, wait a minute. I'm being told it's Justin Fields in the Bears coming to town. If that guy runs around, and I'll tell you what, Zach, you should go to that defense and say, I did let you down because it's that defense that you need is going to be counting on to put Justin Fields on his behind in a way that few teams have been able to in the last month. That defense is your friend, sir, and you did let them down with all due respect. What's tougher, by the way, going into that game? Sacking your opponent 12 times over the span of two games and losing both, which the Jets did against the Patriots, or scoring 28 points or better in three straight games and losing all three of them as the Bears just did. Something's got to give. One would think. Something's got to give. So there's that. You feel better? No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I feel great. I bet you do. Chris Long coming up. (laughs) 